Who thought abundance would be so hard? I got to tell you, this has been so interesting. This is a wobbly little pulpit this morning. Um, it is. <laughs> Look at this. Um, so I wanted to call your attention, in case you didn't notice, to this behind. Um, a, f- a few years ago, a friend of mine gave me a deck of cards called Goddess Cards. So I have several sets of div- divination cards. I, I collect them because um, I, I just like to play with them. And so there are all different types of goddesses. And there is one, the first one that I pulled out of the deck... And they're gorgeous cards. They they are rimmed with gold. Um, and the first one that I pulled was Abundantia, the goddess of abundance. So um, then, for some reason, I decided to try to paint this on silk. So this behind me is the result of that, which is now used as a curtain in my house. But I wanted I wanted to do something visual, and so what Abundantia does is this is a horn of plenty, and uh, abundance is pouring out. But on the card, it's gold coins, and here it's symbols of spirals and hearts and peace symbols and things like that. So it it was my first attempt at silk painting. So do not judge too harshly how good it is, right? It, it's one of those things where you think, am I ready to do something big? And your teacher says, no. But you do it anyway. If you Google abundance um, and click on the images, as one does when they're researching a sermon, a few things pop up. Um, Lots of grain fields pop up. Golden, amber waves of grain, I think. And sometimes the images are people of their arms spread wide as though they're taking it all in. And sometimes those people are standing in fields of grain as they do that. Um, And then there are images of hands outstretched, and coins are either falling into them or they are offering coins. I, 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 I couldn't tell. And then um, sometimes the people are there with their arms outstretched and dollar or $20 or $100 bills are, are floating all around them. There was one photo of carrots, and it's sticks, carrots, like whole carrots, actually, in a circle, in a li- lined up in piles, but in a circle, and then concentric circles, smaller and smaller, leading into the center where there was a white rabbit. Yeah. Now, I'm going to guess that certainly all those carrots would signify abundance to a rabbit. And then when you Google abundance um, images also, there are memes, beautiful uh, and colorful backgrounds with the quotes and affirmations printed um, on top of those beautiful colors. So um, one was to start each day remembering your blessings is to turn each day into an ally rather than an opponent. Abundance flows into my life with ease and grace. I create an avalanche of financial abundance and give back in amazing ways. 
The world is an abundant place. Abundance is not something we acquire. It is something we tune into. You get the idea. Oh, and there are books that are, that are there in the images. The Abundance Code, Love and Abundance, Simple, Simple Abundance, The Abundance Book. It's a little book like this. I know because I have it, I, or I used to. I, um, I know firsthand about it because I've read it and done the 30 days of meditations that they suggest. I've done that twice, not once, but twice. Give me a bit of a break. I lived in California at the time. And and it was those early days in California, and it was the in, read, new agey thing to do. And we were um, manifesting. We were holding it in the light. And if it sounds like I'm making fun, I am a little, but I'm making my fun of myself. And in truth, I learned a lot from doing those studies, from doing those meditations. I learned a lot about my own thinking and about abundance and the way I move through the world. So I'm going to give you the shortened version, everything I learned about abundance, and not everything, but these things. In case you haven't figured this out already, we can move through this world from a place of scarcity and fear, or we can move through it from a place of abundance and gratitude. What I realized in doing those meditations was that the feeling of abundance or scarcity was in how I thought about my life. And what I realized was whether or not I was poor, whether or not I had money, I never felt poor. And in truth, depending on what you compared my life to, I wasn't poor or destitute because I always knew that I had somebody who would bail me out if I got into deep, deep trouble. There may have been some lean and lonely times, but the feeling that I had that I could, that I had people I could count on, that feeling right there is part of abundance. Somewhere, somehow, the universe will support us and help us survive. That we have people who love us. That we have something to offer. Whether or not we have money, this sense of having something to offer the world, a path of contribution, a path of gratitude, back to the world, that we can make a way out of what seems like no way, that is a powerful feeling of resourcefulness and creativity and resilience. So it isn't necessarily about what comes to us or what we have to gain, but what we can give. And that's not always about money. And here's another thing, just in case you didn't know this already either. Gratitude and abundance go hand in hand. It's not what we have that constitutes our abundance. It's what we appreciate. That's another one of those memes. But it works, doesn't it? Sometimes when we feel that sense of lack, 
It's because we've forgotten to be grateful for what we do have. Maybe you've seen this month on Facebook or other social media people posting their daily gratitudes. This happens often in November. And they'll do it from November 1st until Thanksgiving Day or all through the month of November. Maybe you're doing this too. It's a spiritual practice. And when I've done it, I have to say that I've been changed by it. I'm a happier person when I remember to be grateful. It's possible that we're all happier when we remember to be grateful. And i got to say, in the last year, there have been moments when it's been really hard to remember that. And I am not always in this abundance, gratitude, loving, oh, I feel so loving space. I am not always in that And I suspect that many of you may not be either. Despite the recent election results and what seems like a little glimmer of of light, there is plenty for us to bemoan. Loss of decency, loss of liberty, and loss of life. Many of the people we hold in high regard disappointing of us, and many of the offices we hold in high regard are disgraced. How then can I speak to you of abundance and gratitude? There is this tension that we hold as human beings and as Unitarian Universalists. Reverend Dr. Rebecca Parker says that any moment our hands can be used to heal or to hoard. Our hearts can be open or hardened. But choose to bless the world, she says. I'm almost certain that this is not a one-and-done type deal, as they say. This blessing the world, this attitude of gratitude, takes attention and care and time and work, like anything worth anything. And it has to be repeated over and over and over. That's why it's a spiritual practice, because we do it over and over, because spiritual abundance... Spiritual abundance, gratitude, not just for what we have, but for our very lives. That is true abundance. And built into this tension between scarcity and abundance and and fear and gratitude is the knowledge that sometimes lack is better than plenty. Think about the paper clutter in your life right now, wouldn't less be better? I have been struggling with this this month. Sometimes, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I wonder if it would be better if I had fewer books. I know, right? I keep buying them, though. I want you to take a look at the insert in your order of service. Maybe you've looked at this already. It has a little spiritual exercise. And it gives 27 things, and you rate them where they are in your life. And you can see, you can see where you have an abundance of things and where you may be experiencing not quite so much. And sometimes... Where you are is okay if it's scarcity, 
And sometimes you realize this is a place I may need to give some attention to. Were there one or two even that made you pause a little, that maybe your breath caught in your throat? I invite you to take this home and take some time to work through it and reflect on the results. Ponder those questions. And sometime this week, reach out to someone and share what you've done on this paper. Share what's going on in your life. There are also other places and spaces where lack is better. Police brutality is one that I can think of. Sexism, racism, lack of equality for our LGBTQ siblings, gender identity oppression. You know the ones. There seems to be a whole new slew that we can add lately. I think less of a reliance on fossil fuels, less excusing of predatory and harassment behaviors. I can think of many cases where scarcity is actually preferred. There are those who think that we could do with less capitalism, that theologically that capitalism contributes to what we know as prosperity gospel and a, and a distortion of, of sound and grounded and good theology, that, that there's this message that comes through about self-reliance, that we do this all on our own, that, that we have to, that we, we can earn whatever it is, or that if we just live a certain way, God will bless us and we will have financial abundance or abundance in our lives. If you find yourself going, wait a minute now, I'm right there with you. I am. Shouldn't we have to earn it? Shouldn't we work for what we get? Well, actually, that's probably John Calvin and the Protestant worth ethic as the, that we're hearing in our heads. Even if you didn't grow up Christian, we grew up in that culture. So it's in us at least a little what if we can't earn it? What if our bodies don't fit into the mold of this world for able bodies, built for able bodies? What if our skin color keeps us from the kind of opportunities that would allow earning? One of the things that this kind of thinking does is it allows politicians and those who make the rules to see poverty as personal, as a personal failure rather than as a societal failure. And poverty is a societal failure. We forget. We think we're separate. We forget that we're all in this together. We've forgotten the interdependent web. Forgotten that as Unitarian Universalists and as human beings, we've agreed to uphold 
this moral code, this this being part of an interdependent web and being all in it together. The truth is that we are completely and totally dependent on each other and on this planet for our survival and our thriving. There's a space within the tension between abundance and scarcity, between gratitude and fear, that space that that tension creates. And maybe that space is called enough. I have enough for me. We have enough to share. Abundance becomes then not a gathering of materials, but a practice of spirituality. Not a focus on material wealth. Instead, gratitude becomes the ground of our well-being. Enough becomes enough is enough when we say to those who make the rules and the laws and take away health care and pass inane tax laws and other stupid and inhumane things that enough is enough. Stop treating people this way. Can we, in our grounding, in our gratitude, imagine a different way? Can we imagine that enough is enough, that what we have is enough already, and that we have enough to share? There's something that I've been thinking about that other churches do that I want to offer you to think about. They give away half or more of their offering each month. This is not a special offering. This is the regular offering. It's a commitment to community. Usually it goes to local organizations, a different one each month. The church members nominate and choose the organizations at their annual meeting. This practice helps a church community cultivate a spirit of generosity and gratitude. Reverend Susan Yarbrough was a fellow student of mine at Meadville Lombard. She always carried ones and singles in her pocket to give to the homeless or those asking for money on the streets of Chicago. And if you went to lunch with her, you knew that on that walk she was going to stop at some place, to, at some person, and give them money. Now this is not my attitude. I give to organizations, I tell myself. I don't give to the people on the streets that are panhandling. But Susan said that her grandmother told her never to pass them by without giving them something, and she grew up in the streets of New York. And Susan doesn't pass them by. So lately, I have chosen to override the voices in my head that say, how do I know if they're really homeless? How do I know what they're going to do with that money? How do I know that they're not going to spend it on drugs or alcohol or create a worse situation? How do I know that I'm not enabling? How do I know that they really need it? How much do they make in a day? I think all these things. But lately, I've offered a dollar to a dollar or two to a few of them. 
out my window. I regret a lot of things in my life, but I can tell you that I have, I have not ever regretted giving any of those folks a dollar. I feel better giving them money than I feel passing them by nearly every time. It doesn't mean that I stop every time or that I do it every time. I'm just saying that when I do it, I don't regret it. And I don't think about what they did with that money because I've given it away. And I don't think we would regret it as a congregation. I think we would build deeper relationships among each other and out in the community. And relationships are the true bounty that we share. When all else is gone, what we will have is our relationships. We can hold all of it, the complexity of these times, what is coming to our awareness, what we have always known. We can hold the beauty of this earth and the dangers of climate change. We can hold that gratitude connects us to our abundance and that we can live in that space of enough, the space where we have enough and the place where we are enough. Meister Eckhart says, if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that is enough. Thank you.